Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. We get together, you guessed it, twice a week, and we chew on things pertaining to God's Word and what we have been captivated in our times of devotion or prayer or what have you or studies, and wanted to share some of those those little nuggets with you, little 12-pack of nugs and some barbecue sauce. Right, Lou? <laughs> That makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, I am sitting over here with a number seven flamethrower meal in my body. <laughs> and shout out to the Bothmans for their fine establishment mm. from the Dairy Queens. But anyways, Lou Hines, you are with us. I am. You are. And you are the oh. worship pastor here yes. at UFC. And you think and chew on things on occasion. On occasion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You were telling me about building out your second brain today, so that will appeal to a percent of our audience. A very small <laughs> niche. <laughs> um, so what have you been chewing on? Well, uh, as I am surprising you, I know that this podcast is supposed to be, and even as you're going through your introduction, it's like, hmm, pertaining to God's word, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really have that today. Un- Believable. <laughs> I'm hijacking your podcast. Lose a pagan now. No. Let's talk about Odin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that talk about, you know, as I'm a worship pastor and I'm, gosh, I lose track on what we have and haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. Um, talk about liturgy, but specifically, as I've been thinking about it, just that beginning part. You know, I'm Le. sure that, huh? Le. What? Le. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got so, me. Someone's chuckling <laughs> and a lot of people rolling their eyes. Yeah. No, like our Sunday morning liturgy, well, first probably should define liturgy, but then, um, you know, for the last, gosh, well, ever since we started at Polk Street, mm-hmm. I have that introduction that to all who are weary and just say it need rest to all who mourn and long for comfort to all who fail and desire strength and to all who sin and need a savior. This church opens wider doors with welcome from Jesus, the friend of sinners. That slaps. Yeah. It's cool. Yes. (laughs) In our current generation, if you, if it slaps, (laughs) it is, it is, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It might even be a bop. Oh, see now I'm feeling old because I don't even know what a bop is. I don't either, man. Oh, I just use the lingo. Just, you don't make it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I need to get on track here. Yeah. So that's all right. Um, anyways, so talking about, you know, why we do that. And um, so maybe I should start with going back to defining liturgy. I, I think we have talked about it on this podcast before, but perhaps you haven't listened to that episode. Um, liturgy. Uh, fancy word for the order of service, right? Mm-hmm. Every church has a liturgy, uh, whether it is intentional or unintentional, thought through, or just kind of thrown together. Liturgy is just the order of service from mm-hmm. beginning to end. And it comes from essentially the root is meaning the work of the people, but it's like what we what we do as we come together as God's people. So for us, for example, any given Sunday morning, I am a creature of habit. We come together. I give a two-minute warning, invite the people in, wait for everybody to stop 
chatting. Um, and then I do that, that to all who are weary peace. We take a moment of silence. We sing together, sermon, sing, closing. So that is like our particular order of service. But I kind of wanted to provide, I guess, some justification as to why we do that beginning part mm -hmm. to all who are weary. That's what I was going to talk about. Great. Yeah. Um, can I ask one question? Yeah. <clears throat> what is the value of having a thought out liturgy? Like what would even be the origin point for you even think about this is an intentional way that I should form this time that we're together. I typically, I mean, that's just my default in the sense of intentionality shows care, shows concern. I think the, if I'm understanding your question right, mm -hmm. the end product is usually, if I could use product. And, Oof. <laughs> Ooh, I need a buzzer. You just said a buzzword. Yeah. <laughs> the end product is typically better if there's intentionality thought through. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I think that the church coming together is a big deal. And so I, you know, I want to think through and make use of that time well. And I know that there are some churches and some church traditions who think, um, you know, who want to be available for the spontaneous move of the spirit to a greater or lesser degree. Sure. And I'm fine with that. But I think that there also needs to be something said for man. Um, that doesn't happen all the time. And so, and couldn't the spirit move through my intentional thoughts during yeah. the week so i just think it i want to respect people's time um so that i think there's value in that i want to honor god um god's given me a brain i want to use it yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah i think of two things and i'm not exegeting this at all i'm not trying to interpret the text but i think of you know how particular the temple was when it was built mm -hmm. and the instructions yeah. that god gave his people and um also think about Paul when he talks about how the church should be orderly, mm -hmm. you know, that there, there are some things. And I wonder, would you agree or disagree that one product of our generation or where we're at now culturally is self-expression. And so we kind of want to buck against mm. order or expectations or um, a limiting on how I want to go about this worship period of time. I think that there is, I mean, our culture has been one and been known as, you know, expressive individualism. Mm -hmm. But, and I think in response to that or, or maybe in reaction to it, cause I don't even know if people realize it, but there's a lot of people in my generation and younger who are actually, it seems going to, um, resorting back yeah. to like a very tradition. strong, yeah, tradition and, and liturgy, and I think it's almost kind of, it's in response to that expressive individualism that has been displayed in contemporary worship, where it's like just between me and Jesus, and mm -hmm. I think there there is a place for that. I think it's just within balance. So, um, back to your question, yes, but, but then there's also the response. Yeah. So, regarding your introduction, mm -hmm. your, your invitation... Yeah. Walk us through that and some of your thought processes there and what you're hoping to accomplish. Yeah. So I was actually introduced to that 
by Sean Duncan, our very <sighs> own Sean Duncan. Love Sean and Duncan. I don't remember where he heard it from. Um, but but anyways, and um, so for me, I get that it's probably re- mm, redundant, not the right word, repetitive. Mm-hmm. Like people know what I'm going to say. Yeah. To me though, that's like my goal. It's like, yeah, I want you to know what this whole piece and um, you could probably even recite it from memory or at least get the gist of it. Yeah. And so I, for one, I take comfort in repetition and habit. Somebody's coming in. If they're a, they come on like a regular basis, they can take comfort and like ease and like, okay, yeah, settle into that routine. But then also if you're a new person and you hear this for the first time, yeah, I want you to know like what this church is about. And it's not the place where you like, um, you put on your mask and you know, that's kind of catchy, phrasey cliche, but where you have to appear a certain way or, you know, um, necessarily put on your Sunday best, but we all come from different spots throughout our week in different parts of our life. And I want to leave space open to all who are weary, to all who need strength, to all who mourn and long for comfort. There's this space and this is what the church is supposed to be. And so my goal is through repetition and and even if it is frustrating on one level, like I'm okay with that. Yeah. It doesn't take up that too much time. It takes up 30 seconds. And through that repetitive process, you come to know what the goal is, the purpose um, for our Sunday morning um, gathering. And then the moment of silence I was convicted about that. We we do live in a very busy culture. And I was reading in a book about spiritual formations and disciplines and how most of the time when you come to a church service, rarely is there ever a time of like silence or solitude, especially in like a contemporary church service. Mm-hmm. It's like action-packed from beginning to end. We want to keep your attention. Yeah. And, and then at that point, in my mind, we're competing against... Um, secular forms of media or attention grabbing things like TV, social media, all that kind of stuff. I was like, hmm, no, actually we should take a moment of silence. Like we should be anti-cultural in that way where we give ourselves time to think and to ponder and to allow the Lord potentially to move in our heart. Mm -hmm. So that's where that intentionality comes from. I'm trying to create a... Uh, a well-worn path in your brain of like to all who are weary and need rest and to remember that mm-hmm. that's what the church is about. So you touched on something earlier and I'd love you to extrapolate on a little bit. Where is the line between rote behavior yeah. and something like formative repetition? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I think that even if it's, it is formative regardless. Mm-hmm. So if you do something enough times, eventually it will form. But I think, the and then let me rephrase the question, make sure that I understand. Yeah. Rote becomes meaningless. 
right? Mm -hmm. But then if it's a formational practice that there is still meaning and value garnered from it, right? Mm -hmm. So then this is one of the tensions that people will throw out if it is repetitive or if we're still doing the same thing, eventually it just becomes um, formulaic and, and lack of meaning. Maybe even religious, you know, on, on mm-hmm. one end of the, somebody could say. Yeah, yeah. Um, meaningless uh, words, vain repetition. I think that there is the danger for that. Um, and that's something that I do wrestle with, like thinking through like, maybe this Sunday, should we do something different? Should we not? For me, that's kind of like a subjective, like, um, call that I make every mm-hmm. Sunday morning. I don't think we've personally, and maybe those who are listening <laughs> would disagree with me. I don't think we've hit that, um, at that point. Um, and I know that, and that is a tension in myself where like I can get like legalistic mm-hmm. or um, repetitive and I have to force myself out of that rut. But I think that's a very real danger. Um, so I don't know if I have it necessarily. I feel like I'm not satisfied with that answer. I don't know if I have a good answer for that. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I think, you know, one thing that I've really appreciated because I, I especially enjoy that time is that grounds us in the reality of time and space, where we are that morning, mm. and also the reality of who's there with us and mm. the purpose of that time, and strips some of the pretense in a way that doesn't disqualify where we're at. Right. You know, because the reality is everyone qualifies for those categories. Mm-hmm. You know, even on our best days, you know, we're still sinners in need of grace. We're still tired. Mm -hmm. We're still all those things. Yeah. And I think what better place to start the conversation of worship than from that posture? Yeah, I would absolutely agree, Chris. What are some ways that somebody at home can think about liturgy in their day-to-day lives outside of Sunday? Because there's you know, as my understanding pertains, is it beyond or maybe the idea of liturgy beyond the Sunday gathering? I think yes. And I think how it shows itself in your habitual practices. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what our liturgy is. It's a habitual rhythm. And uh, so I guess I would give some thought to what you do and maybe even those unintentional things so like when you get home from work what do you do you know um do you just sit down in front of the television turn it on for the next you know whatever how many hours watching tv um and if so maybe give some thought and intention um not that tv is necessarily inherently evil but um give some thought to how you're spending your time what do you do when you wake up in the morning um, so yeah, maybe just give some intentional thought to those previously unintentional times and maybe an answer to your question earlier. Well, when does it become rote? When does it become just meaningless? I think it can almost serve like, you know, when we brush our teeth, 
I don't know if anybody necessarily enjoys brushing their teeth. I'm sure that there are people, mm-hmm. but we do that every day um, for dental hygiene. Um, you know, maybe this is a practice as I'm thinking about, you know, the words that we say, maybe that's just like um, spiritual hygiene in a sense, um, liturgical hygiene, ecclesiological, ecclesiological, okay. (laughs) Church hygiene. I don't know. So maybe that's just one of those ways that we're clearing up an idea. And um, anyways, I just had that thought. No, I like it. And I might add to pertaining to the daily rhythms of your life. Mm-hmm. One, one thing that I try to practice is asking myself, what is this forming in me? Cause it's all mm-hmm. forming something mm-hmm. and be perceptive. Mm-hmm. If you're dissatisfied with that answer. Yeah. Start asking some more questions. Right. So, well, Lou, uh, this is good stuff as it pertains to the individual and the gathering of the body. And hopefully will be an encouragement to the listeners and an explanation of here's why we do what we do mm-hmm. and it's valuable and you can incorporate some of it into your life. Yeah. So thank you Great. for bringing that listener. We love you. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> we will see you guys next episode. Thanks. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.